Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We're flying again. Ain't it great? Ugly, ugly morning with that FAA announcement that the system simply wasn't working. And they were going to ground all the flights. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. That's how you get to be a part of what's going on here. 833-468-8669. Feel free. Love to talk to you. What happened... As the FAA notified the world, they had a failure in their notice to air missions systems. Notice to air missions, NOTAM, N-O-T-A-M. It actually used to be notice to airmen, but the woke comes for everybody. And then in 2021, they changed the name. I didn't know that. Because I didn't know this was the system. I know nothing of being a pilot. All I know is plane goes up, plane goes down. Do not act up on a plane and put on a suit. Please, be respectful. All I know. The totality of what I know about airplanes. First class is better than coach. Private is better than everything. This is what I know. The system went down. The system went down to a point that they announced that they were working to restore the notice to air mission system. But the FAA FAA has ordered airlines to pause all domestic departures until 9 a.m. Eastern to allow the agency to validate the integrity of flight and safety information. It's at that time that Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, stated that the president had been briefed by the Secretary of Transportation And there is no evidence of a cyber attack at this point, but the president directed the Department of Transportation to conduct a full investigation into the causes, and the FAA will provide regular updates. I would give anything to be a fly on the wall of the conversation between Pete Buttigieg and President Biden about this, like either one of them has any idea what they're talking about when it comes to airline travel. Pete Buttigieg is in well over his head. And I know that the the thing to do right now is to bash Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation. A lot of things go wrong on, uh, on his watch. I don't know if this is his fault. Look, if you ask me about Secretary Buttigieg, I'm going to tell you what I think of Secretary Buttigieg. And I think Secretary Buttigieg... It's embarrassing! He really is. He's embarrassing. A, smarmy. He's always been smarmy. I'm assuming it's those McKinsey roots. He was incompetent as a mayor. He, while he could deliver a fine speech, he certainly was not an intellectual in the actual content. Although I believe he fancies himself one. I don't think he's dumb. I just think that his policies don't allow him to utilize his intellect properly. When he got nominated to be the Secretary of Transportation, that came because he was willing to come out and endorse Joe Biden for president. He could have stayed in this race. 
But nope, Democrats do what they are told. Republicans don't. And that is to their plus and uh, to their minus, right? There, There is a, a serious issues that come up when Republicans don't do what they're told, like, for example, four days to elect a speaker. I mean, that's what happens. We're not kidding ourselves. Some of us think it's, oh, man, this could have happened quicker. Some of us, like myself, when it comes to Representative Matt Gates, have a plan. He had less of a plan and more of a, here's how we're going to get him. I think you could have gotten everything you wanted in terms of rules packages and everything else with a little bit less of this. You may have very well had to... Um, have extended votes. You may have had to do that. I'm not saying no. You could have gone done in seven instead of 15. Could have done it if you had had a plan. That's it. Wanting to ensure that every member can add amendments, can make changes, can and you want full debate on the floor? Don't think there's an argument from me. No, 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 no. And that's not Gates. Chip Roy and Dan Bishop, those are the guys I'm looking at saying, fine by me. You're never going to get an argument there. But that's Republicans. I mean, there, there's the difference. Democrats fall in line, and Buttigieg fell in line and endorsed. And got rewarded by being the Secretary of Transportation, and he knows nothing about transportation. Zero. And a lot of bad things have happened on his watch. Supply chain issues, Southwest recently during the holidays, now this. I'm not quite sure how you put this on him. However, it happens under his watch, so maybe that's just the end of it. It's not like he said, you know, hey, what does this button do, and then deleted the system. You know, it's not like, it's, it's not like the old Bill Hicks routine. What does B13 do? It's not, it's not what he did. It's not it. But it happens under his watch. I can't imagine the level of insincerity and pseudo-intellectualism in the phone call between him and President Biden about this. The FAA reminding people that flights were always safe to land. Pilots check the NOTAM system, notice to airmen system, before they fly. It alerts pilots about closed runways, equipment outages, and other potential hazards along a flight route or at a location that could affect the flight. The latest update was that normal air traffic operations are resuming gradually across the U.S. following an outage overnight to the notice to airmen system that provides safety into to flight crews, info to flight crews. The ground stop has been lifted. Good news. But if you're flying, um, I, I, I would check with the airport, check with the airline, and expect all the delays. All of them. It's going to take a day to work this out. There's an, another part uh, to, to this conversation, which is about how delicate the system is. Look at what can go wrong with one hiccup. We started getting, so I was doing the morning show when, when this came out, so I guess about 6.30 Eastern time is when we started getting this information. So it took them two and a half hours to get it squared away. That's just on that tech side. Two and a half hours translates to 24 hours in getting flights back to normal, or does it only uh, translate to 12? Whatever that is, Man, that's a lot of disruption. It's a lot of dollars. It's a fragile, 
fragile system. So I'm glad that things are back up and running. Uh, I just don't think they'll be to normal for another day or so. And I think all of this makes people say, hmm, maybe we should drive to our next destination. Maybe. Maybe we need a vehicle that has a DVD player for the kids. Just saying. Meanwhile, more information about the documents in Biden's control, including commentary from Biden, that is just hilarious. That is coming up. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. They have to eat their words. But the hypocrisy, think about this. They've gotten away with so much for so long. This was discovered before the last election, just like the laptop. They think they can ally the American public. They think they can control the media, control companies to shut down if one media company writes about it. They think they're above the law. Why weren't they raided? Why didn't they have the FBI coming in? Why didn't he in 60 minutes say, well, I understand that because I bet I have the same problem? Did Barack Obama have some of this when he was writing his book? Does Hillary Clinton have some? And you know what? All those people have been in government for years. President Trump just ran for president. You think he knew everything? You think he went and moved his own boxes? And you know what? They were locked away. Biden's were not. And how many years after did he have them? That's Kevin McCarthy. He is the Speaker of the House. Taking note of what so many of us took note of. Joe Biden had classified material in his possession. Why are people acting like it's not a big deal when it's clearly a big deal? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Find everything. Tony Katz Locals.com. Catch uh, commentary there, the videos there that I do on Rumble, presented by Americans for Prosperity, Americansforprosperity.org. You're gonna love those. Go check them out. Biden finally addressing the issue of the classified documents found in an office that he had at the UPenn Biden Center for Global Something or Other, office space he kept between after the time he was uh, uh, vice president and until he ran for president in D.C. It was found by his lawyers. He he was shocked, shocked to discover there's gambling going on here. And uh, he wants you to know that not only was he surprised, uh, that, that, his, that his lawyers would like for him to stay surprised. Mr. First, well, let me get rid of the easy one first. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol, when I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon. And uh, there'll be more detail at that time. 
It doesn't matter that you're cooperating fully. It matters what you did. Now, there's a lot in here and a lot of misdirect. No one cares if you were surprised. I don't know whether I believe whether you were surprised. The thing that matters is you had classified information where it should not have been. According to the reporting from CNN, it was compartmentalized information. That would mean to me, I must wonder whether this was information that required a skiff. A skiff is an area, a, a safe room, that only the highest of classified information is read in. You, you can't have access to it otherwise. You would need Sandy Berger's socks in order to get access to it. Is that what was in some closet in an office in a building that people were constantly moving through that was paid for with $54 million of Chinese money? New York Post with that reporting uh, that the UPenn uh, Biden Center got $54 million worth of gifts from China. But no, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here when they were plying Biden, Biden Center and everything else with gifts while they were trying to make a deal with his son. And we know from the CNN reporting that some of the classified documents involve Ukraine. Again, a deal with his son. That is the part that needs the investigation. But when I heard this on my morning show, I laughed out loud. I laughed so loud I actually apologized. I don't think I've ever made a noise like that before on radio. Maybe you heard it. Maybe you didn't. Catch this again. Immediately call the archives, turn them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. Your surprise means nothing, but how great of a line is it that my lawyers... They don't want me to know nothing. Taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I know his lawyers were the ones doing something in the office, but you're the president of the United States. You're lawyering up? Wait, isn't that always the thing? Oh, if you need a lawyer, you must be guilty. Guilty people. You know, innocent people aren't afraid to answer questions. Isn't that what they always tell us? My lawyers... My lawyers think it's best that I remain in the dark, completely unaware of what's happening. Which admittedly, for Joe Biden, was pretty easy. That's right, that's right. It was low-hanging fruit of a joke, and I took it. Not everything can be reaching for the Alps, people. Sometimes you take what Mother Nature gives you. His lawyers don't want him to know. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, a, a lawyer saying that. I think there's something super weird about admitting it. I think there's something super duper weird about admitting it. Like, um, weird. 
But then again, so is uh, so is Biden. So is the situation where we have just an unlimited number of people who are like, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It only matters if Trump does it. But that is not the way it actually works now, is it? It's not actually the way it works. Like, for example, or for example, when Representative Rashida Tlaib says this. No person, not one, Palestinian, Israeli, anyone, deserves to suffer or die for who they are, what they believe, or where they were born. The sooner we end unconditional support for Israel's apartheid government, the sooner we can begin making good on that belief. You see, Rashida Tlaib can say this from now until Tishbov. Uh, the problem is, is that it doesn't take away from the fact that, A, it's a lie, Israel is not an apartheid state, and, uh, B, she's an anti-Semitic bigot. It doesn't take away from the fact that she hates Jews and wants Israel not to exist, that there is not a sliver of daylight on that position between her and the Ayatollah. Fight me, bro. Right? Just because she says these words, the U.S. should end unconditional support for Israel's apartheid government. It's not an apartheid government, never has been. And I would only hope never will be. Doesn't change the fact that she is an anti-Semitic bigot. Joe Biden and the press may want to tell you it doesn't matter what Biden did, it only matters what Trump does. The truth is, you had classified information. So now either it matters or it doesn't. So what some people are positing, and I think this is interesting, is you watch, you watch how quickly you will no longer hear people talking about the classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. They have to do away with that argument. Because that's the only way they get out from under. I personally would be very bothered by this. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And since you and I will never, ever, ever be given that consideration, you and I will not be able to have someone say, all right, we're not going to worry about you having classified information. If you had classified information in a locked closet in your house, you'd spend the rest of your life in jail. You would never even see a lawyer. Do, you, do we question whether or not that those are the facts? I want to know what the documents were doing at Mar-a-Lago, and I want to know what these documents were doing with Joe Biden. I want to know why the system doesn't work, and then I want to know who gets fired and who goes to jail. We're not talking about Republicans and Democrats here. We're talking about the secrets of a nation, and I believe that some secrets should be kept secret, even from me, if I am not somebody who's an elected official. If it's really just about party and not about the security of the nation, we don't have security. And that's a problem, regardless of party. China is a problem, regardless of party. Stephen Yates of the American First Policy Institute, here to discuss those war games and the recent moves from the House bipartisan on China. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.
We've got flights back going again. We've got committees working on the problem of China. People are getting more mortgages because the mortgage rates have come down. You would think that everything is fine. But of course, as we know, that's not the case because you continue to have companies that are shedding employees. You continue to have the intellectual property theft from places like China, never mind the threats against places like Taiwan. You continue to have people like Joy Reid who want to tell black men who are conservative that they're racists and Uncle Toms. Oh, how many times have we seen it? That interview of Joy Reid and Byron Donalds, Representative Byron Donalds, it's something else because people are like jockeying in the back and the forth that, oh man, she owned you, man. Dude, she interrupted him. I only saw one clip. So many times, that's not proving a point. You let someone speak and then you commentate and then you ask questions and disagree. I'm not saying that there aren't disagreements that can get heated from time to time, but if that's the only thing you're going to do, that's not owning. That's not anything other than uh, the most absolute of weakness. It only proves that Gore Vidal lives. Remind me to get into that one day. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. Oh, no, 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 the madness remains. Dear Lord, just the conversation on gas stoves alone. That one, just plain old nuts. But there I was. There I was yesterday, engaged in a cigar, minding my own business, when the people over at Fox 59 shared a story. That Food Network put out a list. It's the list of the best 50 barbecue joints in all of America. They go state by state, they do. And in our beloved Indiana, number one on the list, right there in Westfield, Big Hoffa's, the number one barbecue in the state of Indiana, Adam Hoffman joins us right now, the owner of Big Hoffa's. Like myself, came from California, but like myself, left all the crazy in uh, California. Uh, it's been, what, it's been a decade for you at Big Hoffa's, Adam? It's actually been about 20 years now. Oh, well, excuse me. I missed a whole decade uh, right there. You have uh, the weirdest barbecue place in the history uh, of mankind uh, is Big Hoffa's because it's pirate themed and nobody thinks of um, barbecue as pirates or connected with pirates. Why is this? Well, we wanted to do a little something different, approach the uh, the theme of our restaurant a little differently and do, and just do something fun. Uh, that never got old, really. Uh, the original barbecue came from pirates and them dry-smoking meat on lattices when they landed on uh, islands. They they only were limited to certain kinds of uh, food on the ocean, so uh, they would learn this drying process of smoking meats. So we went with the uh, theme, and uh, and 20 years later, we're still having fun with it. So it's it's fun. It's different. It's uh, it's exciting for kids to come in too. So we enjoy it. It's over there on East Main Street, 800 East Main Street in Westfield. Big Hoffa's, H-O-F-F-A-S, BigHoffa's.com. Um, we, we have spoken 
we're friends, full, full disclosure. I, I, I've eaten there. Um, uh, I have interviewed you for the barbecue book uh, that, that I'm doing and more uh, interviews uh, to come as we continue to, to grow it out. What makes good barbecue? Because it, it it's a weird thing that it's not something that you see uh, a tremendous amount of a restaurant franchising of. It's a very thought of as a very regional concept, but I don't know if there's something specific regional to Indiana. In your view, what makes good barbecue and what is the thing people do wrong when they're trying to engage it? I think people overthink it. I think that uh, anything that takes time, is going to taste good. My grandma used to make hot chocolate. took her 20 minutes to make. I don't know what she was doing, but it was the best hot chocolate I ever had in my life. So just like barbecue, you need to take your time, let it cook slow and low, and, uh, and just enjoy the time with it. Put some love into that food, into that cooking. You can't rush it. I think too many people try to rush it and uh, try to over-season it. And uh, a very important part of barbecue is choosing the right kind of meat and the right kind of trimming. And uh, that's, that's what sort of separates us from a lot of other places is we take our time uh, choosing what kind of meats we put, we put out to our customers. So that's a big but deal for you us. You also do some, some weird stuff. I mean, you've got the tra- traditional sides. You've got the mac and cheese. You've got uh, the coleslaw. You do a lot of sandwiches with, sandwiches with fries right on the sandwich, which is a very Pittsburgh kind of thing uh, to do. But you do rice bowls. I have barbecue with rice bowls, and it's a jasmine rice. The whole thing's weird, man. <laughs> well, we wanted to do something a little different. About 12, 13 years ago, we took a bold move and started creating some really off-the-wall menu items uh, because, uh, you know, anybody can go to a barbecue joint and get ribs and brisket, but uh, can they get the amendment? Can they get the hoffinator? These are crazy concoctions we've created over the years that, uh, uh, especially with the rice, the rice soaks up the barbecue sauce or the teriyaki sauce or spicy mayo. We use sesame oil in some of our products, but uh, it's just such a great combination of, of menu items. And at the bottom of those last four or five bites of the rice, you get all the juices, all the flavors from all the things that we use, the veggies and the meats in there. So it just gives a different spin for customers that are used to uh, just the normal barbecue stuff that's out there. Talking to Adam Hoffman, the owner of Big Hoffa's Barbecue, Big Hoffa's, H-O-F-F-A-S, BigHoffa's.com Food Network, calling Big Hoffa's there on 800 East Main Street in Westfield, the number one barbecue spot in the state of Indiana. You talk about this weirdo menu uh, that you have. The amendment, as you described it, or as you called it, a bed of jasmine rice topped with beef brisket, teriyaki glaze, homemade jardinere, cilantro, onions, and spicy mayo. It doesn't make any sense at all, those things. Those things, uh, j- uh, jasmine rice, not barbecue, teriyaki, not barbecue, jardinera's not barbecue. It, what, when, when you put this together and you share this with an audience, right, the, the people coming to the restaurant, do they look at you like you're weird? All the time, all the time. But every single time a customer orders that or I encourage them to order it, they they do not regret it. It has so many different flavors. I think a great menu item on any restaurant menu is it com- comprises of a lot of things. For instance, it needs to be sweet and salty and, and crunchy and it has to have all the, all the senses in there. And you can make a million different things in a barbecue restaurant or any restaurant, but does it make the customer come back? Do they crave it? Anybody can make a sandwich. Anybody could do uh, a, a funny 
off the wall menu item, but does it make the customer come back and make them crave it? And that's what we've we've done well. But the the sweet and salty and peppery taste from the brisket, and the 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 hot fluffy jasmine rice and the crunch from the jardinera and the spice from the mayo really creates such an amazing flavor profile for that uh, menu item, and that's why I think that that's what that's become one of our best sellers on the menu. And then there's the Hoffinator, which is seasoned fries topped with mac and cheese, baked beans, pulled pork, barbecue sauce, and ranch dressing, and oddly enough, low calorie. Yes, definitely low calorie. Well, if you take all, every single menu item and separate it, it's not horrible for you. But all those put together just make a. Uh, it's, it's actually our number one seller, the Hoffinator. It's it's our. It's one of my uh, ex employees, Eric Nickloy, one of my buddies. He um, he created that menu item uh, just by having fun one night after work, and it stuck. So it's become our, our number one menu item. Big Hoffa's Barbecue, BigHoffa's.com, 800 East Main Street in Westfield. Uh, look, y- y- if you, you know me, and you do, Adam, you know that I uh, have discussed, when I discuss barbecue, I discuss Hank, and I discuss the smoked corned beef from now until the end of time. I've said it to you, and I am clear. Uh, but your brisket, brilliant, dude. Absolutely positively brilliant. Try all the things over there at Big Hoffa's, bighoffas.com in Westfield. Number one, according to Food Network, uh, congratulations, Adam. Uh, Good on you. you. Good to the whole gang. Adam Hoffman joining us right there. More coming up. And now I need brisket. I'm Tony Katz. can't believe the stove conversation is still going on tony katz tony katz today good with good to be with you it's kind of stunning kind of stunning kind of shocking that the stove conversation has now gone from well my gosh we have to ban these things to well wait no one said we're gonna ban anything it's surreal what has taken place? I will bring that uh, to you. Uh, Pete Buttigieg admitting that when it came to the flights today, he's got no idea what went wrong. Well, now that uh, the system is up and running, our primary focus is to determine that root cause. And I've directed FAA to figure out uh, exactly how this happened, uh, the timeline piece by piece about uh, what was known overnight uh, going into uh, last night and then coming out of it. And most importantly, As you might imagine, a critical system like this has a lot of redundancy built into it with backups. So we need to understand why with uh, all of that redundancy, it still rose to the level uh, that there had to be a ground stop lasting about an hour and a half and the kind of delays that we saw. 
Yeah, translation, uh, I don't know. Well, okay, it's very possible that you don't know. It's very possible that you don't know. But it's uh, it's not a... It's not an answer that's going to work for everybody. Meanwhile, you've got Republicans in New York now who want Representative George Santos to resign. Much the same way my colleagues have already spoken to the issue. We will not be working with our congressmen when it comes to addressing issues. I have over 40 villages in my Senate district, two towns and a city, and each and every one of them have told me that they will not be working with congressmen, with Santos. That speaks volumes to where we are today. The inability of this person to actually exercise and perform the duties as a member of Congress and as a representative of nearly three quarters of a million people here in Nassau County. The people of Nassau County deserve better. We, as a community, need to come together and frankly, as we understand, it is probably impossible to shame the shameless. It is probably impossible for us to get someone who has no shame to do what is right. But here we stand united in sending a message that until he is removed by one way or another, we will move forward. We will continue to perform our services and our responsibilities as elected officials here in Nassau County. Yeah, they're angry. And I don't mind, I don't mind that they're angry. They have a right to be. Santos lied about, well, everything about himself. I don't mind that Republicans call on him to walk. The question is, what do you get from that? I know, this is, uh, this is some ugly talk. It's some ugly talk to think that what what you get is, well, um, uh, is it a special election? Is that how New York works? Where what are the chances of getting another Republican victory? Or does the governor get to a point in which case you're getting a Democrat and you're making the margin even smaller? I know what you're saying. The guy lied about his history, about, I don't know, maybe about his finances, about his religion, uh, he may have lied about his name. Who knows if his name is George Santos? He lied all the way across the board. You can't have this guy representing you. Works for Elizabeth Warren and Richard Blumenthal. My argument has been simple. I, I won't engage it. Don't tell me one guy has to go if they all don't have to go. And don't tell me that there's a certain group of people that have to do the right thing when other people don't do any of the right things. These people are upset. It's embarrassing. It's even more embarrassing when you realize that Santos has run twice. Nobody picked up that he was lying the first time. Never mind the second time. It's quite incredible. And then there is this. Caught this today from, uh, from Rand Paul. Rand Paul was tweeting something from a group called Liberty Tree. I'm not as familiar with LibertyTree.com. Um, and it was a quote in 2021 from Dr. Fauci. 
When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. The purpose of putting this out here is that there's no question to the rational mind that Dr. Anthony Fauci lied in front of Congress and certainly to the American people about the efficacy of vaccines, including this conversation that if you were to get vaccinated, you would not spread the vaccine to others. I mean, I'm sorry, you'd not spread the disease to others. Others wouldn't get COVID. Sorry about that. You get vaccinated and you're not going to transmit COVID to others. Although we knew from the science that that wasn't true. Because we had paid attention to these things. We were actually listening to people who were really engaged in conversations and not just the people who went on The View. Extremely important. We often find ourselves in a place that we were not shocked nor surprised by anything out there because we were paying attention. We weren't looking at this ideologically. We always engaged it rationally. People who were listening just to Fauci had the wrong information. They were lied to. Certainly the country was lied to, but they were lied to. I feel less lied to. If only because we were so busy getting information and data and transmitting it properly that we never fell for any of this garbage. But how can Fauci say this with a straight face? When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Never mind about infecting others. they they, They didn't know that if you were vaccinated, you could also be infected. When they started talking about breakthrough vax or, or breakthrough cases of COVID, we said, what's the breakthrough? It's 95% effective. Of course you can still get COVID. So we were not shocked that you could be vaccinated and still spread uh, COVID, and we were not shocked that you could be vaccinated and still get COVID. But what Fauci was doing there, that's a lie. Massive. And uh, what I think Rand Paul is getting ready for is laying out the case, sharing the case of what he is going to do to Dr. Fauci and putting that man through the ringer. Oh, I think it's going to be rougher than we think. Meanwhile, the governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yes, that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, going all in on parents first. So is the governor of Iowa. Female Republicans leading the way. And oh yes, the ovens, the stoves, your ability to use natural gas. (laughs) You won't believe it. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.